You are listening to Sport Tracks on SAFM. We can't not talk about this issue over a sports show. And you saw the Makai and Tini. If you didn't do it, the Makai and Tini was interviewed uh, on SABC Morning Live this last week. And then it's, uh, there's a really poignant part where he talks about being lonely. He would be the first man to breakfast. He'd sit down. Nobody would come and sit and talk to Makai and Tini. Or he'd sit at dinner and nobody would come and sit next to him. Nobody would talk to him. He was uh, a separate part of the team during the time that he was there. Let's talk to a man who was deep in Cricket South Africa, former Cricket South Africa president, advocate Norman Aronser, who was very involved in a number of things got to do with black cricketers. Joins us now. Advocate, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good evening, John. Uh, thank you for having me on the show and good evening to the listeners. After all this time when you were fighting for black cricketers in South Africa and you see Makai and Tini standing up and uh, yeah, this, it's a heart-rendering story. It, it, you know, little tears in my eyes when you hear that kind of thing. What goes through your mind? Um, yes, absolutely um, heart-rendering and, and highly emotional. Um, over the years, I, I've come to know Makai very well. Uh, and especially, uh, you know, uh, like I've been privileged to to be president of of, of cricket in South Africa. Um, you know, at the time, the only black African cricketer uh, playing at at international level. So you you invariably had a personal connection with him to make sure that he's okay and and look after his well-being. Um, in fact, subsequently, in 2009, after I resigned as president, um, you remember, and um, I actually acted for him in, a, in, a, in an equality court case, um, which we subsequently abandoned um, because he didn't feel comfortable with the sort of going the old way and, 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 and bringing the case to a conclusion. Mm. And it, it was a cricket matter. Uh, I'm not so sure whether I'm still bound by confidentiality because of an attorney-client kind of relationship. Uh, I spoke to him after the interview the other day, and and uh, I sort of asked him, I said, look, I, do you still remember the case uh, that we were running? And, and he said, look, absolutely, clearly. Um, but again, you know, he wasn't he wasn't prepared to, to talk about it. But that was an, an instance of of uh, race discrimination uh, and, and we were heading to the equality court that was that was the first time that as uh, as an administrator uh, a player and and by then of course i i had i had uh, resigned as president um uh, that a player came to me and 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 made the allegation that that uh, of racism and that he had been discriminated against um yeah. You know, at, at the time, um, the players, and I think Makaya said this, and, and I've heard this from, from several of the players as they came out, as it were, this week, is that, you know, they feared uh, victimization. Um, they were worried about their jobs, about their contracts, about their families, and so on. So this this week has been an absolutely momentous uh, occasion. It, you know, I always said it's okay for us as administrators, even though many of us, um, myself included, Harun Logat, uh, Gerald Majola, um, uh, A.K. Khan, we, we all played cricket um, under apartheid. 
So, so we knew first and what mm. the race discrimination was because it was the official government policy of the day. And so when we became administrators and we said, no, we need to prepare for the next generation of cricketers. They must never go through that experience again. There, there seemed to be a resistance to that because a lot of people, especially um, those who didn't like what we were trying to do, uh, said, but what do these guys know? They don't know cricket. They never, ever played this cricket. Of course we never played this cricket, and you know why. Well, who, who is they, advocate, when you say they were against you? Um, there, there are many in the media. Um, some of the same media who are now uh, um, praising the players for coming out in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I remember them very well. Um, but I don't want to be cynical about it. I think it's an important step forward. And sometimes people take a long time before they come around to the truth um, and, 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 and know that we need to do something about the situation. Uh, but many in the media, some of the very prominent sports writers, cricket writers, um, who spun a particular narrative uh, at the time, very supportive of Graham Smith and, and Nicky Arthur, and the way we were doing things. And now we hear from Makaya, we hear from uh, from Ashwell Prince, um, and we hear more recently from, from Ashim Amla uh, and some of the players that, you know, it wasn't as, as hunky-dory as, um, as we were led to believe um, uh, by the media and, and, and the spin doctors. So explain, we, explain to me then, if you don't mind, as president of Cricket South Africa, surely some of this must fall on you. No, absolutely. And I think, I think um, uh, all of us need to take responsibility and, 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 and admit to failing our players. Um, so, so, you know, I, I don't think there's anything that we can be hide behind. I, I mean, we relied a lot on our own experience. Uh, but when it came to Makaya, Herschel Gibbs, Paul Adams, Ashwell Prince, uh, and some of the, the, the sort of pioneers mm. uh, who, who were the first line of black players to play for, for South Africa, um, they, were, they were very much caught up um, you know, in, in this in this group, um, I think Herschel described them uh, as a clique, yes. and, and, and everybody now acknowledges what this clique was. Um, it, it was all about maintaining white privilege and white control over the team. Um, okay, when, when you look at that clique, that clique is now in charge of cricket. Is that a worry for you? Look, Graham is... You know, he's a big boy. Hopefully, he's not going to grow anymore. But, I mean, <laughs> he, he's a big boy. He's grown up. He's more mature. Um, and, and, yes, I mean, you know, the, the worry was always going to be, even from, from the time that he was appointed uh, by, by, by the, the current board of cricket South Africa, that, that he, would, he would lack, uh, to put it mildly, any understanding of transformation and, and, and what it means to be a black cricketer. So he just doesn't have that experience. Mm. And one is surprised. Uh, many of us are surprised um, that, you know, they could either have changed his job description so that he's not kind of exposed uh, to these issues uh, and that he should, as it were, purely uh, look after high-performance high cricket, as it were. 
But but you know he's directing all our cricket. Mm. He's directing amateur cricket. He's directing professional cricket. Um, he's, he's he plays an important role on how we play cricket. Do we play attacking cricket? Do we play defensive cricket? What kind of cricket? So he's involved at all levels. And and I'm afraid he's been thrown in at the deep end and 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 has now also been quite badly exposed. Um, but again, uh, you know I don't know any grudges against Graham. Um, and, and I think it, it's also a very, very important step that he's made to take the knee today uh, and, and, and to come out in support and to say there's no such thing as, as staying neutral. If you stay neutral, then you condone racism, you condone prejudice, and you condone wrongdoing. You must choose a side. So, the, so this week, we, there's been a massive step forward and I just hope that, that those who, who, who run our cricket will take, um, as it were, advantage of this and, and, and make some further changes to our cricket to, to change the lives of, 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 black, of black players, especially our young black professionals. I remember Ali Bakker telling me or maybe the other media saying that Cricket South Africa is, maybe it wasn't called that then, uh, the the most advanced when it comes to development. It's Cricket South Africa, we've got the young players, we've got the KFC Mini League and we are pushing through black players into the national team. That's what we're, we're the best of all the big unions. Would you agree with that? I, I, you know, John, as, as, as a former president, absolutely. Um, it's not so long ago that that uh, what was then the United Cricket the Board of South Africa That's that, right, that I referred yeah. to and the Cricket South Africa, um, we we were regarded as the model for all our sporting codes, better than rugby. Of course, uh, football has, has got uh, 80, yeah. 90% black players. Um, we we were the model, and, and I, th- I think we still are. I, I don't think that... Um, because of this movement and because of our leading uh, 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 former black players coming out and current ones like like Ngidi, um, that it should it should dilute the the, the kind of advances that were made uh, uh, by Cricket South Africa. A very very important step was in 2016, when when the board of Cricket South Africa, when I was the lead independent director and people like Bruce Pakoli was on the board. We took the plunge very controversially. Arun was, was the CEO when we decided that our national team uh, will have a target of three black African players, you remember, and also at provincial uh, and franchise level. And immediately overnight, the pool of, of, of black African players was increased manyfold. You will remember in the early days, Mickey Arthur and some of the other coaches always said, well, I'm not opposed to putting black players in my team, but where are they? Can they bowl? Can they bat? And and you, you sort of, yeah, okay. But what was happening was that these players were not being exposed to high-level cricket. Mm-hmm. They weren't given opportunities. Now, you know, I, I whereas you used to be able to count the number of black African uh, players, top players, on, on like maybe one end or two ends, um, now there are a number of players who are, are pushing for places in, in the A side, in the national side. Uh, and, and, and in, so, so, yes, advances have been made. But there's, there's that, and there's also, of course, the systemic racism yeah. 
that the players are talking about. That, that, was, that, was, experience. that was going to be my next question, the experience of the players. It's all very well being pushed into a team, and my producer and I were talking about this before. If you're pushed into a team and the team doesn't feel as if you're worthy, I, I mean, even in, in high school, if you're put in because your mother says that you should be there, you're going to be shunned. So how do you fix yes. that? Look, John, I, 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 I don't know because... You know, um, you, you can't legislate for that. Yeah. And as an administrator, we lay down the rules, we make policies. I've always maintained that I take my hat off, more than my hat off, to players like Makaya, Paul Adams, Herschel Gibbs, Ashwell Prince, Hashim Amla, when, when they were there. I, I don't know, maybe they just didn't realize the weight of expectation and the weight of responsibility on their shoulders. Mm. I'll never forget the first time that Vernon Verlander played. Uh, he may have debuted at Newlands, his, his own ground, and he dropped an absolute dolly. I mean, the comments that came from people next to you, in front of you, mm. in the crowd, was just disgusting. And this is a guy at the time, I'll never forget, Sean Pollock said, he is my natural successor. Sean Pollock that and so it's so that's what i'm saying it's one thing like i did or tried to do to fight for black players to get into the team but it's another thing that when they get into the team they must perform because you know you can't bat for them you can't bowl for them you can't take their catches they must play so you know i have such enormous respect for these guys it's, it's just unbelievable and for them to now come out and to show what really took place in, yeah. in, in the dressing room, in the hotel room, on the hotel bus, it is just absolutely extraordinary. But, you know, they, the first, they are the first uh, wave of black players that, that represented our country. You remember, we were in isolation for many years. We had no black players. The first black player was, was Omar Henry, um, uh, who played uh, 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 international cricket. Um, and 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 this is this is a new wave of player. Now they've come into the system, and I think that is what I've been telling people. What is significant? Obviously, Gidi is still playing, so that's massive. But Ashwell, uh, Makaya, uh, Amla, uh, Alviro Peterson, and these guys, Robin Peterson, they coming out now. Why? They've become coaches. They are now in the system, and they can see. The system, uh, as someone said, is broken. I think Ashwell said, the system is broken. And, and they cannot see firsthand the kind of difficulties uh, uh, that confronted us at a, as administrator, administrators trying to transform the game. Somebody sent us a message saying, why has it taken the players so long to speak out? Why didn't Micaiah speak out? He's been commentating for years. Why didn't he talk about it then? He's not a quiet man. John, Michael Holding took even longer. <laughs> Good point. Yeah? Yeah. Michael Holding took even longer. There, there is just something that happens. And that was, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, uh, sorry, I just, I just want to interrupt you. I have to preface to that by saying that I don't understand the situation. I can't put myself in that world. So that's that's where that question is coming from. It's, it's important. I don't. I mean, I talk. I don't understand what it's like to be racially. Were you, 
were you prompted now by your no, 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 no. I wanted to say it. It's, and that's the reason I'm asking the question. I don't want to ask it because somebody's going to come back at me and say, oh, why are you asking that? You're just, I can't put myself in this situation. I'm, first of all, I'm not an elite athlete in any way, and I'm certainly not going to be, I, I, I'm not a black man, so I don't understand what it's like. So when I ask that question, it's because uh, of that. It's like, I, I need you to explain to me why it takes so long for somebody to break through. To, to, to say what they've been saying this week. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I think that it's it's clearly the the George Floyd incident, and 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 the global movement. Uh, that's one. The other one is 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 Michael Holding um, uh, breaking down on television. Um, you know that the, the recent cricket match between England and West Indies attracted the the biggest yes. uh, audience ever um, because all of us were just so uh, excited to see live cricket being played. Mm. So we were all watching, and, and this great bowler breaking down on TV and describing his experiences, I think, you know, it, it, it touched all our lives, and it touched these cricketers. And, um, you know, they've all got groups, WhatsApp groups, and they talk about uh, talk to each other, and they were talking uh, about the experiences. But, I mean, um, the first one to to talk about this was, 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 was uh, Herschel Gibbs. You know, in his book, mm-hmm. he, he, he didn't he, he didn't call it Black Lives Matter. You know, Herschel talks yes. uh, maybe a different kind of language, but I mean, he, he he said it like it was. That was his experience. But if you now read the book and what he said again, that was his experience of racism. Um, so so it's come out in many forms. In 2015, 9 November 2015, uh, Umpi Ramela, who's still the president of SACA, uh, who's also mm-hmm. been a, a prominent player. They wrote to the board of Cricket South Africa. I was lead independent director then. Uh, the chairman then said we'll have an inquiry, and we did have an inquiry. And and uh, that related to the experiences of Zondo uh, when he when he was selected to play against India in an ODI and actually never played. But the selectors chose him. Zondi, Ashwell Prince was a selector. Uh, 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 Hussein Manak was a selector. They picked him, but he never played. Um, and we found that that was racial exclusion, sure. and that CSA owes him an apology. Um, Pangeso went to the World Cup and never played one game, mm. even though I think we ended up playing against the UAE or some meaningless game, and he didn't get a game. Why? There can't be any cricketing reasons why yeah. he didn't play. Um, so, so yeah, so so there have been there have been players who have come out to complain, uh, but it's 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 been in recent years. Yeah. Advocate, I need to cut you off there. Thank you very much for joining us here on Sport Tracks, but uh, we're, we're out of time. Former cricket, okay. former cricket South Africa president, Nor, uh, Arendt, uh, advocate Norman Aronser, joining us here on SAFM. A little bit late, one minute past nine. This time, take the news.